0: Welcome to Unpacking the Digital Shelf, where we explore brand manufacturing in the digital age. Hey everyone, Peter Crosby, coming to you from the Digital Shelf Institute's Cape Cod office. Rob has returned from his cabin in the Berkshires. Rob, two pods off. Are you refreshed? Did you miss me? (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that was unconvincing uh, We uh, so we have a special guest on the podcast today as well uh, Matt San Miguel who has been our production assistant uh, co-op from Northeastern uh, he's been here since Matt how long?
1: Uh, January 2nd I think so January
0: and yeah in June at the end of June Matt will be sadly moving on to uh, conquer other parts of the world but a, we wanted to thank him so much for uh, making us sound good and keeping us on track um, and for sharing Rob's Cuban heritage. Um, Between the two of us, d-
2: we have one whole Cuban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and looking at the two of you, I think that's about right. <laughs> um, but also we wanted to have Matt on because, you know, it's been a week, folks. It's been a, week, folks. Uh, it's been a, a tough week. Uh, across the nation and, and really around the world on top of a very tough time over these past several months. And so we just thought we'd do a fun podcast about how e-commerce has uh, enriched our lives uh, during this time. So we hope you join in, um, send your favorite e-commerce purchases to our LinkedIn page, but uh, we're just going to kick off with a few things that really have um you know, changed our lives during these times. So we're going to start with Matt. Matt, welcome to the pod.
1: Thank you. It's it's exciting to be on uh, on this side of the lens for a change.
0: <laughs> and so, Matt, what has changed your life from e-commerce during this coronavirus?
1: So my biggest purchase so far has been a uh, a new work monitor um, that helps facilitate the the editing of these episodes. Um, and then also on the weekends is uh, is it attached to my PlayStation for some some video gaming because there's not much else going on on the weekends around here. Um, but that's been that's been sort of my my one big purchase of, uh, of quarantine so far.
0: Uh, okay. Well, first of it? all, yeah. First, well, first of all, I want to say the DSI is not paying for that monitor, just so we're clear. But I'm <laughs> glad it helps you. Um, but uh, secondly, yeah, like Rob said, like what was your what was your purchase process?
1: Um, so I actually bought it through Best Buy. Um, and the first thing I checked was whether or not they had a, a click and collect program um, to pick it up curbside. So, um, so you went right to to Best Buy? I went right to Best Buy, right to their okay. yeah, D2C site. Um, and they had a really helpful sort of um, collection of reviews on all the different monitors because I had no idea really what I was looking, uh, looking for. Um, so plenty of information there, whittled it down, picked one, uh, ordered it and it shipped within, I think a week. Um, so, so pretty good delivery, uh, speed.
0: Yeah. Things, uh, things definitely the sort of the, the, um, next day shipping and things like that definitely took a downshift
1: this time. Yep. And no more just driving to the store.
0: Yeah. Now you adjust. You're like, okay, that's when I'm going to get it.
1: <laughs> and since there aren't a
0: lot of options there, you know, Amazon's not pushing that stuff right now. Like uh, it's, it's gone back to almost being a reasonable kind of hold your horses. Yeah, it'll be there soon kind of thing. Interesting. Rob, what do you got? So my,
2: my wife and kids and I moved out of downtown Boston to uh, my in-laws in the Berkshires um, during, during lockdown here. And week after week, there was no toilet paper in the stores. And so we, we were down to just like backup one ply toilet paper. And I, was, I had this panic moment where I thought, oh, my God, what if there's never toilet paper ever again? <laughs> so I bought a travel bidet, which is a hand operated bidet from Toto, which was shipped to me from Japan and took uh, two and a half weeks to get here. And I'm never going back. It's the greatest, <laughs> the greatest thing imaginable. I hope everyone who's listening to this just goes and buys a t- tra- Toto travel bidet immediately.
0: Okay, when you say it's a travel bidet, like the water's in a, you pour water into a tank?
2: Yeah, it's got like a, it's like a, it's, you know, just like a squirt gun has a tank, as a reservoir for water. This thing yeah. has a water reservoir. And also yeah, like the, an squirt,
0: the squirt just goes in a different direction.
1: That's right. Yeah, you're not squirting at somebody else. <laughs> So is the tank built into the into the piece cuz we we actually I I when I was putting my list together we we bought a bidet too for for the house um but but we just you you connected it to the water supply on the toilet.
2: Yeah, I bought I actually bought a bidet for the house um from Tushy which is a, a direct to consumer upstart brand. Um and they've got really funny marketing. I mean Tushy's got very very good marketing. They use they really abuse puns with regards to you know, the activities that we're talking I'm about tushy. here. <laughs> as much as we possibly can. And, but the the issue is that um there were, were, we've got really old toilets here and there's, there's physically, the, it can't attach to the toilet. So I went, you know, hand bidet as a backup and uh, yeah. So, so yeah, this was a, this is a hand bidet. It doesn't hook up to the water supply. You just fill it up in the
0: sink and you know. see upscale porta potty upscale porta potty It's awesome. I'm yeah. oh, seriously. Well, well, speaking of tushies actually, my life-saving, back-saving, neck-saving purchase was the Tush-Kush. Uh, for, for those of you on the camera, I'll show it to you. So it's just this um, <laughs> angled pad that you sit on. It's literally called the Tush-Kush. Uh, and it's from Kinetic Diversified Industries, Inc. It has a patent, DES260125. And I got to tell you, um sitting in a home office which generally has either been like right now i'm in our bedroom in Provostown, and often i'm in the living room my back would get so sore and and my shoulders would hunch and and the tush kush just lifts it uh and i'm so much more comfortable so it was recommended to me by my physical therapist because i was having like shoulder problems and it turns out when your shoulders bothering you it's not the shoulder that's the problem it's like every other part of your anatomy. yeah
2: so, you know the hip bones connected to the leg bone yeah yeah
0: see so yeah, i should have retained that knowledge
2: but and all the way up
0: <laughs> so i highly recommend the tush kush and thank kinetic industries for their invention um all right i think we're done with tushes um matt what's next
1: uh, so the other thing that I've purchased recently is a is a golf glove. Um, I've been I've been trying to get back into golf. My dad's a, a big golfer, and with with sort of limited options of things that we can all do to get outside, um, it's it's a good way to go spend four hours. Um, and I haven't played really since high school. So the glove that I had was ripped up uh, and too small, and then the gloves that my dad had were too big. So I had to uh, get something that would fit me Um, and it's been it's been really fun to get out there and sort of uh, mess around with him I am still working on my short game my long game my mid-range game and pretty much every part of my game because it is not great but uh, it's it's you know it's a lot of fun to be outside have you ever Uh, seen Robin
2: Williams uh, comedy sketch on the Scottish invention of golf I have not no it's one of my all-time favorite comedy sketches. I think you can get it on YouTube, but Robin Williams golf. <laughs>
0: anyway, this. Gotcha. all right. If you um, if if you if you find that link, we will get it up somehow on the show page so everyone can find their way to it. Um, so Matt, I'd imagine first uh, you were embarrassed that your hand is so much smaller than your dad's. Just saying. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the DNA failing you. Uh, but uh, secondly, I did wonder what, what was your shopping journey there?
1: Um. So that one was a straight through Amazon, very few clicks, you know, golf club in the search bar. First one that came up size looked right, bought it. Um, so super super simple process there.
0: Did you need any enhanced content, or were you just as long as the size seemed right, you just got it?
1: Nope, I was I was just looking at size um, and a little bit price. So the cheapest and the uh, and the one that looked like it fit. Genius,
0: Rob. How about you?
2: All right, so my second purchase is actually a whole bunch of purchases, if you forgive me. Uh, I was looking to upgrade the sleep situation out here in the Berkshires, so we bought. A bed, a king size bed frame from Zinus, which was a, a, the wire cutter recommended bed platform. It, it came quickly and was very easy to put together and looks great. It's made out of wood. And then we bought a Casper mattress to put on top of that. And then I bought the Uller sleep system from Chile to put on top of that, which was highly recommended by Tim Ferriss and Peter Attia, if for anyone who knows them. The Euler system is a water cooling system that sits on top of the mattress and under the sheet where you have a, uh, a water reservoir that cools the water to whatever temperature. You could like say you could literally set your, your mattress to 55 degrees or 60 degrees or 65 degrees or wh- whatever the temperature is that's most comfortable for you. And it very quietly just pumps water under you all night long to keep you cool. And uh, in, in a place where we don't have a no really great air, air conditioning and where the nights can be pretty humid... This thing is amazing. So the combination of the king size bed, the brand new mattress and the the liquid cooling system is just man. It's it's luxurious. Wow. I don't know what, how I that's... can sleep anywhere else now.
0: <laughs> now, um so first of all, the it, can you vary on the either sides? Like do both of you run hot and so it's just the same temperature across the bed or So I actually it's interesting. I bought the the half king. So it cools my side of the bed and it doesn't
2: even go on to my wife's Um, okay she didn't she was not interested she she does not run hot like i do i mean i i i don't know my average temperature at night might be like 160 degrees or something like that so i just uh the cooling is amazing if it were 40 degrees in my in my bedroom that would that's my ideal bedroom temperature
0: yeah totally i love wearing a comfort like we just got the buffy comforter which they have there they do like eucalyptus comforters Mm. um and they have one that's that's good for the warmer weather. And it's so soft and uh, and it's just, it's helped with our temperature regulation a ton, but I'm gonna look into this. I'm opening
2: up Buffy. Stuff. It's Buffy.co, it looks like, right? It,
0: yes, I think so. You
2: have the Buffy breeze or the Buffy cloud?
0: We have the Buffy breeze. I think that's the cooler one, which we got for here. And then we have the cloud in Boston
2: man, this looks pretty good. I'm always looking. It's so
0: soft, Rob.
2: It's so soft. I got to tell you that I did not, you know, when I was younger, I don't think I appreciated how important sleep was, but especially having young kids, it's like every hour in that bed has got to count
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, have to be highly tuned for maximum sleepage. No, this other sleep system is totally having me excited. I'm going to share it with Dave. Oh, yeah. You should. Um, yeah. All right. Comes, what was man. so for, you mentioned the wire cutter? Did you find all three through what? No, because you said Tim ferris like So this is sort of a mashup of different shopping journeys.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, we had in Boston, we had a Casper mattress in our bed in Boston. And um we went from like IKEA bed to a, a uh, Casper bed and that's when we bought that mattress right when Casper was first coming out it was like when Casper only had one mattress style and, you know we bought the thing and we were always really really happy with it so when we were you know the mattress was just going back to what we were already happy with um so the, the wire cutter really helped us out only with the frame and then the, the mm-hmm. uhler purchase was an influencer based
0: purchase uh And that, that came to you through like Tim Ferriss's content or or on Instagram or what? Yeah. So Tim, so there's
2: this guy, Matthew Walker, who wrote a book about, it came out about a couple years ago called why we sleep. And it's, it's, uh, Matthew Walker is a PhD sleep scientist that studies good sleep. And the book is about um, how to sleep better. And so Tim Ferriss, Peter Tia, um, Kevin Rose, a bunch of people in that, in that space, all interviewed, uh, Joe Rogan interviewed him, like he, Matt Walker just did the podcast circuit and was interviewed by all these people, uh, about s- sleeping better and about the importance of good sleep. And it really, I mean, I had already been, been trying to improve my sleep and I had already been, you know, cause I had a young kid and I was already conscious of a good sleep versus bad sleep. And so, um, it, Matt Walker, Matt Walker's interview with Peter Tia in, in particular, It was clear how much Peter Tia, who's a doctor, cares about good sleep and had been experimenting with good sleep and and had even invested in uh, bio measurement systems to figure out, you know, to actually measure sleep on a a normal person to figure out how your sleep quality is good or bad. I've got, I've got, I bought that a few years ago too, so I can measure my own sleep uh, very accurately. And so for them, when they make a recommendation on like X will improve your sleep, I'm listening, you know. I think okay. Yeah. I think yeah. Okay. I sleep matters to me and and I know it matters to to these guys and these guys are type A researchy dudes and and so when they when they make a recommendation
0: I I listen. That's super cool. I mean it it goes to show you just when we think about the D2C context, the the sense of mission and purpose and that story and that passion like for all of us I think the D2C things that we're talking about here have so much of that around them and uh, and reinforces what the opportunity in C is, but also what hard work it is. You know, you're not just making another skew. You have to build your brand and that brand has to be infused through the whole experience. So, Yeah, very,
2: so I mean, it, it also goes to, I mean, this thing was not, a, not cheap. It was, you know, 800 bucks or something like that. The, and um, I think there's a, a lot of room in the market for products that absolutely nail a use case for a segment of society. Like I think these uh, micro segments and micro niches where you can charge, charge a, a big dollar for a true fan and, and have high margin is going to be, I mean, we've said this on this podcast a whole bunch of times, but I look at my own purchases and I think backpacks, I buy peak design. It's, you know, they're made for people who like cameras sleeping. I buy Uler like the, My, my dollars are disproportionately put into products that are perfect for my problems. Rather than products that are, you know, mass market oriented. I mean, yeah. even even for razors, you know, I tried, I shaved my head um, because I don't have that much hair. I've tried every razor on the market, and for me, the the Mach Three is the one that's easiest on my skin. And so, like, I I come back; it's like the perfect razor for me. There's cheaper razors, but the Mach Three is the one that's that's the best for me, and I, I'm willing to pay more for it. And so I think that there's, I don't know, there's, I think that's a major trend that's out there. People like to pay for stuff that's perfect
0: for them. Well, and to that point, my, my next um, submission is, I love cold brew and I hate caffeine, or, or more particularly my body hates caffeine. <laughs> like uh, anytime I have uh, caffeine that's beyond sort of decaf level, I get jittery and I can't concentrate um, and I get ornery which no one enjoys. So, and nobody sells decaf cold brew. Like, I've never been to a, a cause I think the coffee snobs are like, oh, you know, do that part of the thrill of doing cold brew is it's incredible way that it causes your heart to pound. And so I, t- I went on the, on the interwebs and I searched um, decaf cold brew and up came Grady's cold brew. Um, and I think they're in Brooklyn. Um, and so I went to their site and sure enough, they had, um, you know, cold brew coffee and they have these awesome like pouches. Um, they're zippered pouches that has a spigot at the bottom of it. They send you then pouches of, I think, three big sort of cold brew, um, uh, packages. You drop, you drop those in. To the cold water sits 12 hours overnight I mean, it's the usual cold brew process so It's nothing, but for me it's awesome because i finally have chicory flavored sweet sweet wonderful uh, decaf cold brew and then i loved the first thing so much that i signed up for the subscription and into my email which happened on the first purchase too but into my email i get a you know the ceo grady laird writes me um, of course, it came from info at gradyscoldbrew But in any event, it said, "Hey Peter, reaching out to thank you for sticking around because I I went for the subscription. It's always great to see a customer come back for more of our signature brew, and I just wanted to express my gratitude. If there's anything we can do for you in the meantime, don't be shy. Thanks again, Grady Laird." And I thought, that's you know, that's a really authentic experience. Um, you know, probably uh, it's eleven bucks for. Um, a set of, of three. So, you know, that lasts for a week. And if you think you go and get cold brew at the store, it's like five bucks. So it's super cheap and and I can do it and now I don't have to shake.
2: So two two things. First of all, chicory flavor is gross and I don't know how you how you can drink that. <laughs>
0: well, it's not like chicory forward. There's just a little there's just a uh, it's not oh, just like a hint of gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I that's how I like my life. Just I, a hint of gross.
2: <laughs> I spent so much time in New Orleans and I I could never get that I could never get used to that flavor. Um but the the second thing is that note I love it when companies authentically humanize their communication. Uh, my favorite example comes from Derek Sivers, who is a self-styled like pop philosopher, amazing thought leader. Oh um, yeah, he's you know spoken on on many TED talks, and his he, you can be found at uh, sivers.org. And he's got his original when he ran CD Baby. I mean, he founded it in 1998. He sold it for 22 million dollars in 2008 um, to put all that money to charity. And when he was first getting CD baby up and running, when he would ship a CD to somebody, there was a shipping notice that went out over email to the consumer. That was one of these like lovingly written, funny, uh, very personal human notices. That was one of the the most popular marketing aspects of anything that CD baby did. And so if you, if you go on the internet and you Google, you know, CD baby shipping, shipping email, Uh, You'll get, you'll get actually a sense of it, but it's, it's, you know, to your point on getting this um, email from the coffee CEO where it's just, it's an authentic, nice. Thank you. note.
0: Yeah. There's no branding in it. Yeah. There's no branding in it. It's literally just looks like he typed it out, which I think is, is sort of a a return to it, it. It feels authentic, not promoted. Yeah. And you know, like I've been trying to do the same with the DSI weekly update emails that I don't put the brand in there. It's just, it really is for me. It's me sort of looking at what's out there and trying to sort of put in stuff that will help. And, uh, and I love not having to brand it. It's, it's just a conversation.
2: Yeah. It's like to, take like a, like a step like back them. from like the, the emails you get that are shipping emails that have images all over them. And like, did you consider these other things? It's right. you almost tune it out. Like I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. the numbers show that they work for a lot of brands, but I don't know. I think, I mean, I, for me, I'm tired of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It distracts from, from the experience, I think. All right, Matt, your final entry.
1: So the most recent thing that I purchased, uh, is a, is a 21st in quarantine celebration t-shirt. Um, and I got one for myself and for each of the members of my family that are, um, currently living, living here in New Jersey with me. Um, to, to help celebrate my, my 21st, which, which is uh, on July 2nd, so it's about a month away. Um, and uh, gonna, gonna have to celebrate a little untraditionally with, uh, with the family as opposed to my friends, but um, should hopefully be, be, be a lot of fun still and we'll have, we'll all have festive t-shirts to, to commemorate the day.
0: Yeah, I, I was mentioning to Matt yesterday, he must be so excited to have his first ever alcoholic beverage.
1: Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> My dad tells me it tastes like beer wax or ear wax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a way. Uh, that's a way to make you not want to drink a beer. Man, well, congratulations on your birthday. That is super exciting.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited to to finally hit the milestone.
0: And did your mom design this 21 in quarantine?
1: Yes. It was it was uh, a sort of joking idea I had. Uh, and then she sort of ran with it. I think I think the custom ink was the was the site she used. Oh yeah. Um yeah. where you can put in text and, and images and things like that. So it's it's some text and some balloons. Um, but uh, but super easy process. I've used I've used them before actually, um, in high school and, and in college for you know, a variety of, of t-shirts and things. So it's, it's, it's a good site for, for throwing together something simple.
0: That's awesome. Rob, what do you got?
1: All right.
2: So for my last one, um, this is, this is based on a the theme of not wanting to go into the store you know, trying to avoid the store as much as possible. I am on a statin and I have to get that prescription refilled monthly. And so I, I had been doing it in the CVS that was just, you know hundred feet away from my apartment in Boston. And when when we moved out here, uh, I switched to PillPack, which, which is of course a a Boston startup that was acquired by Amazon a a few years ago for, I I think the number was $700 million or something like that. It was, it was, it was a nice Boston, Boston business and is a a CVS delivery service. Um, So I signed up to PillPack and they now deliver my statin, on a monthly basis and uh they they also deliver my vitamins and other things that that i take that are you know on a a daily basis and they deliver them in these nice little packs so it's like this is the monday pack and it's labeled with monday this is tuesday it's labeled with tuesday um so the sort i don't know i was really happy with the service i I like it so much more than the pill bottles that typically come out of uh, like a CVS pharmacy i think it helps helps keep on track with specifically what um i am I've taken every single day and it was just it was just a really easy thing to get started with
0: and and does it cost any more than a CVS or a Walgreens or something
2: it no it's it's the delivery's free um I paid I paid a little extra to have the to have a a nice little dispenser where it sort of holds all the pills and you just pull out pull out the daily pills easily from the dispenser um but Otherwise it's just whatever your copay is for the, for what you're, what you're buying. And so for, for me, I, I use a generic and it's like $2 and 40 cents a month.
0: Yeah. And sorry, you may have said this, but when you say the delivery is free, is it through the mail? That's, it's a little pack.
2: Yeah. It's just through postal service. So it shows up at your door.
0: All right. So, um, my last, well, sort of my second to last, cause you know, I'm the executive director, I get to do a, a bonus, but the, the, the next one I'm talking about is, um, I've bought probably already nine different styles of COVID masks. Um, my favorite of which actually says on it, "I'm smiling," because I don't know about you guys. Like, I walk down the street. I'm trying more, even more than usual, to like because Provincetown is a small place and it's a nice village. And so, um, I I try and I, normal times I just try and greet people and just be part of that that. Um, that sense of being in a smaller town, but with the COVID mask, just everyone looks kind of grim and you don't know what's going on back there. Um, and you know, some people have started doing the nod, you know, at least an acknowledgement, but I figured I wanted a range of masks. Some that I feel like, cause you, we here, you have to wear your mask all along commercial street. And then generally to make people feel better, I kind of wear it when I run or bike and then when there's nobody around, I'll pull it down so I can really actually breathe. But then, so, so I have a courtesy mask, which is a lighter material that probably isn't doing anyone any good, but makes somebody feel better, um, all the way up to like the, well, I don't have any N95s, but, um, but the one that I'm smiling, I'm looking forward to using this summer just so that people know I am happy to see them. Anyone wanna mock me or encourage me in this moment?
1: it's it's a positive take um i i have i've only been i've only been out and about uh a, a few times um and i definitely get that sense that you're talking about the sort of uh is are people happy are they angry because all you see is their eyes and uh, it's yeah. a pretty ominous uh, look
0: especially with like the kerchiefs from sort of take me back to like the wagon train robberies in the west or something it's Wild just west like bandits. exactly so uh, I'm trying to counter that with my am smiling mask. Well guys, this tour through our, our um, COVID buying experiences has been super fun. I, I'm gonna close with one bonus one, which is, um, and we don't talk about Salsify too much on here, but we are, uh, are also members of Salsify, And we recently had a customer win of Johnsonville, uh, a, a meat producer. And when they announced it in the Slack channel, one of the things they put in there was a picture of this awesome t-shirt that says, you can't spell sausage without USA. (laughs) And so I clicked on that one and bought it and I will be premiering it this weekend in Provincetown and I'm super excited. about that. So uh, I want to close that. That's it for today. But first of all, um, so Matt, I know we have, we have more podcasts to go, but I, I really, and I know Rob will chime in as well. Like, just, you have saved our bacon. Uh, it's been such a joy to have you as as our co-op. The Northeastern Co-op Program has produced some amazing people for Salsify and the DSI across the organization. Um, and you have been such a, a pal and a support and you know how disorganized I am. So uh, saved my bacon several times. So thank you so much for pouring all the energy you have into making this thing work
2: yeah i'd like to thank you for editing us to make us sound intelligent the number of outtakes that he's had to deal with
0: (laughs) believe believe it or not yeah believe it believe it or not this is intelligent like you should hear the rest of this that he saves us from
1: well well thank you both of you um it's it's been super fun it was it was really cool to to be a part of the uh the uh conversation today as opposed to just just taking notes through the through the episode um, so yeah so thank you it's, it's been it's been really awesome
0: great before we go the virtual summit rolls on we, we have a live podcast alert which uh, i know um we're all nervous about uh, but it's coming up so this wednesday june 10th we'll be doing our very virt- very first virtually live podcast uh brent belm who's the ceo of big, big commerce will be on live with rob and me at noon eastern to talk all things D2C, and we really, really, really would love you to uh, sign up and attend the live Zoom webinar. Um, you'll hear our theme music run, you can ask questions, uh, be kind, be nice. Um, but Brent is super smart, knows D2C like the back of his hand, and it's going to be a fun conversation. So you can register at digitalshelfsummit.salsify.com. And thanks to Rob, thanks to Matt, and thanks to you, as always, for being part of our community.